0: Please be seated. I confess to a little bit of bias about the Acts of the Apostles. Sometimes I consider it the Marvel Comics of the New Testament. (laughs) The notes in the New Oxford Annotated Bible for this story of Peter's escape from prison say this. Miraculous escapes were a staple of ancient literature. Don't you love that. The high point of action movies is when the hero, James Bond or Indiana Jones or Batman, is wriggling out of the tight spot to escape. There's Greg Garrett. He knows this. He's watched a lot more movies than I have. And this escape expresses the moment of transition from captivity to freedom, from immobility and isolation and restriction of movement to community and amplitude and freedom. I tend toward a preference for the abstract. But today in this Acts reading, I am drawn to the concrete image here of Chains, chains. Throughout Paul and throughout the book of Acts, chains is a epitome, a synecdoche, a uh, small thing that represents the whole, shorthand for slavery and imprisonment. Remember my chains, says the author of Colossians. When you achieve or are granted or are blessed, graced with becoming free, your chains fall off or they break off or they drop off as they do for Peter, the apostle and hero in the story of Acts 12. Richard Allen, born in 1760, born in slavery, was sold to Stokely Sturgis, a plantation owner in Delaware. And his owner allowed Allen to attend the Methodist church. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. All kinds of surprises and ironies and miracles happen. We have not received a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. But you have received a spirit of adoption. At 17 years of age, Richard Allen experienced conversion to Christ. I cried to the Lord both day and night. All of a sudden, my dungeon shook. My chains flew off. And glory to God, I cried. Alan's pattern of conversion follows that of Paul and Peter in Acts. And has the emotional catharsis of Wesleyan conversion. And it's those spiritual chains that make that description so powerful. The chains refer to the bondage of sin, that his conversion to Christ transformed into freedom, making him a beloved child of Abba, Father, able to get up and move and dance and marry and work without the weight and pain and limitation of the chains of sin. Then Sturgis, who was also going to church, was converted also. And he allowed Richard Allen to buy his freedom, and his physical chains were removed. In 1786, the friends and allies Richard Allen and Absalom Jones led an exit in protest from St. George's Church. Together they formed the Free African Society, an organization that combined civic and religious ideals that became the characteristic of black churches. And it, after that came the parting of the ways, Jones to the Episcopal Church, and we celebrated him in February, and Allen to found the African Methodist Episcopal Church and become its first bishop. This feast reminds us of our significant history, of the significant history and record of an important American Christian denomination. And it reminds us of our kinship with them, and we're honored to have our students in the junior class, Benita and Constance, members of the African Methodist Episcopal Church. Freedom from spiritual chains in conversion moved Richard Allen to consideration of physical chains. For the institution of slavery was itself a manifestation of sin. Chains that were wrapped and bound tightly around bodies and around families and around communities, preventing them from living as children of God. Converted slaves like Allen and Jones and white abolitionists lobbied and argued and worked for the abolition of slavery. Based on these texts, you have not received the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. The feast of Richard Allen recalls to us that movement for justice of which they were part, of which we are part, and of the Christian contribution and participation in that movement for justice. We look forward to the lecture tonight by Kimberly Jackson, which will be about that movement for justice. The feast reminds us of the friendship of Richard Allen and Absalom Jones, the historic and contemporary kinship and alliance of the Episcopal and African Methodist Episcopal Church. And finally, in Lent, this image of conversion and liberation leads us to focus on contemporary physical chains. The physical chains that link prisoners in chain gangs who work in slavery. The chains that hold prisoners on death row, real chains. We contemplate how we are implicated in keeping those human beings chained, and how the story of Christ can convert us to a posture that looses the chains, cuts them, and they fall away. I am grateful to the author of Acts for offering this concrete picture of slavery and imprisonment in the chains. Miraculous escapes were a staple of ancient literature, but in our tradition, it is the paradigm of divine rescue, in the exodus, and in the resurrection that creates the arc of our Christian story, leading us from error into truth, from sin into righteousness, from death into life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.